Welcome to day number 20 of our 21 days of prayer campaign called Pray First. Um, there's only one more day together and um, before we go on today, I, I hope you took my challenge yesterday and I'd actually love to hear some feedback um, from some of the stories that you have, some of the encounters that you had. So text me or call me, let me know um, what you did, let me know how it turned out. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear your stories. Um, today I, I want to talk about something that we all probably are guilty of at some point and uh, hopefully reawaken some passion in us and some determination to see something, to get something from God, to get an answer from God. Uh, there are tons of different personalities in the world and I know for myself I am a fantastic starter and a terrible finisher. Um, if you've been in a small group anytime over the last probably three years, you have seen a missing baseboard by my fireplace um, that is still there to this day. Uh, and I also have a downstairs bathroom that I have never updated and so it never gets used. Um, and it's to the point now where I don't even notice it. And by about the third week of small group, um, other people stop noticing it also. Uh, and I've grown comfortable living with less than my potential number of restrooms in my house and that is not a good thing i am shaming myself and confessing getting a little morning confession in here in our devotional uh, but I, i'm pretty sure that the architect that designed our house model never intended for there to be a strange door downstairs that all our guests ask ask about um, and all of that's well and good, of course, with an awkwardly designed bathroom location. Uh, but there are times when this happens, the same kind of thing happens with circumstances and relationships and things that we have prayed for and not seen an answer for. And, and we can become so used to praying a prayer and, and it's seemingly going unanswered that we actually stop praying for it. And we can kind of learn to numb ourselves to a broken heart or kind of lower our expectations or, you know, stop dreaming for something, right? And before we know it, we are years down the road and we're comfortable with something that we were never designed to be comfortable with. And John actually tells us about a man in chapter 5 of John, uh, that a man that Jesus met who had grown comfortable with a disability that God had never intended him to have. And it's not completely clear from the text, but when you look at some of the words and the language in the Greek, it looks like this man was not born this way, that he was disabled, but something had happened later. Um, and so Jesus sees him in his condition, and it's actually a long time that this man has been in this condition. And Jesus steps over and Jesus steps around other disabled people, and he singles out this guy. He comes close to this guy. And then he begins to ask the man's story, and he considers the pain. And John says that Jesus learned that this man had been disabled for 38 years, which means that Jesus was asking questions. He's getting the whole story. He's involving himself in the man's pain and, and kind of feeling the angst and the anxiety and, and you know the, 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 just the pathos of this man's condition. And really, when you stop and think about that, that in and of itself is absolutely incredible. That's enough to lift our hearts because it means that Jesus cares and he cares enough to find us and he cares enough to ask about us. But then Jesus asks, and you know, this is, a, this is an amazing thing to me. Jesus asks the man, do you want to be healed? Now, this is crazy. And first of all, the, the man hasn't asked Jesus anything at this point. Jesus is doing the interviewing. Jesus sees him. He learns a story and comes alongside him in his pain. And then he asks the man, 
Really, if the man wants what he says he wants, do you want to get well? And to me, that's a pretty significant question, right? And, and when you consider who's asking the question, it's actually a pretty deep question. Um, in that question are a thousand smaller questions like, do you know who I am? Right? Or have you heard what I can do? Or do you believe what you've heard but never seen? Um, also in that question, if the man's, you know, considering being healed, then kind of the, the question comes up of who are you right now? Like, what is your identity? And then who will you be if I heal you? And so there are a lot of things to think through. And, and the man just kind of seems to go on autopilot. And John tells us that the man replies to Jesus, Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And what the man is basically doing is, is giving Jesus excuses as to why he will never be healed. Jesus, here's why this will never happen for me. Jesus, I own my spot now. 38 years right here. Everybody knows who I am and how I got this way. And there's a reason that I am still living less than what God designed me to be. He had grown so comfortable with what he was never meant to live with that he missed the hope and the power that Jesus was offering him. He was okay if Jesus kept on walking and he stayed there another 38 years, which is absolutely tragic. And thank God that that's not the way the story ends. And that's something you can read on your own. But I wonder this morning, are, is there anything that you have grown comfortable living with that God never meant for you to live with? Like if Jesus surveyed the things in, in your life that need healing, the relationships or the circumstances, what would he see? If Jesus was to ask about your story and your past and maybe how you got to where you are and the injury or the pain that's left you as you are now, what would he hear from you? And, and how would he hear it from you? Would your heart be broken? Or is it something that you just talk about matter-of-factly now? You've just accepted it as part of who you are. If Jesus asked if you still expected what was starting to seem impossible, what would you say and how would you say it? And maybe we could ask the question this way in this morning's devotion, what have you stopped praying for? And, and today, I, I really want to kind of challenge us that today we reawaken some of our past prayers. Today, we acknowledge who is standing in front of us. We acknowledge his power and we acknowledge the possibilities that exist with him. Today, starting today, we take some time to work through some of those sub-questions, you know, below the real question, like, do we know who Jesus really is? Do What have we heard about Jesus? Do we believe what we have heard but maybe never seen? And isn't it significant that he sees us in our brokenness and wants to learn the story behind our pain? He comes to where we are and he stands and he listens to us speak. And that speaking to Jesus is, of course, our prayer. Now, when I read that story, I, I want to grab the guy and shake him like, dude, you're about to be healed, so act like it. Because the guy's just not acting like he's about to be healed. But then I kind of remember the things that I have settled into and the attitudes and, and the behaviors and, and the lowered expectations that I have settled into, the circumstances that I have given up hoping for, and certainly don't pray for them anymore. And I need to shake myself, and we need to shake ourselves and tell ourselves that Jesus sees, that Jesus is inserting himself into our story, that we are about to be healed or restored. We are about to be forgiven. So act like it when we pray. Act like it when we speak to Jesus and give an answer to his questions. 
Uh, today for your Bible time, I want you to turn to John chapter 5 and, and see all of the strange twists and turns the story takes as John tries to navigate us through this complex you know, scene with Jesus and some of the politics that existed within the religion and, and, and the region um, that Jesus was in. But I, I hope this awakens your passion today. It's it's stirring in my heart, and, and I, I can't wait to actually leave here and, and go to a time of prayer. But I hope that it awakens your passion, some of your past passions, and, and just I, I hope you're able to bring Jesus what breaks your heart and to believe and to pray like Jesus is about to change your life. <music>